All right, good afternoon. This is uh, Quintus Curtius here at Fortress of the Mind. And in this podcast, we're going to talk about transitions, more specifically transitions from youth to maturity. And uh, the idea for this podcast came from an email I received three days ago from a, a reader uh, in in England. Uh, looks like a very nice guy here, very well-spoken dude. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna read some parts of his email, which is very nice, and then we can launch into a little bit of a discussion about that. And he starts out saying, "Dear Quintus, thank you very much for your voice online. I've followed your writings for several years now. I've recently finished your translation of Sallust as well as On Duties. Uh, I I had read some Cicero as a teenager, but didn't understand or connect with him then. You have helped me rediscover my love for the classics and their application to modern day life." Uh, your own essays and podcasts are invaluable too, and even when I disagree with one of your arguments or perspectives, I always appreciate you are treating the subject seriously. Well, thanks, brother. I appreciate that. Thank you for reading. He says, I'm writing for some counsel, although I appreciate you have many demands on your time. I sense I am at a crossroads, partly due to the impact of the pandemic, but also because I'm about to turn 40 and am engaging in self-reflection about where my talents might be best spent. And he talks a little bit about his background that I won't bore you with, uh, and also to preserve the reader's, the writer's privacy. But the gist of it is, he had a very good education, and he sensed that he did not like the games that were going on in the world of academia. So he decided to pursue a career in finance, and um, he also married, had a child who's now an adolescent. He says, around 30, I faced a series of challenges in my personal life that were compounded by my failure to deal with them in a manly fashion. Fortunately, my career and family life survived, but I was disgusted at my reaction and failure to act and vowed to rededicate myself to improving my mind, body, and spirit. This led me to a focus on self-improvement and the pursuit of the truth during which I learned of you and some others who were interested in similar subjects. Uh, Ten years later, I now find myself in an enviable position. My marriage is thriving. My daughter is growing into a sensible and grounded young woman with an appreciation for many of the same subjects I loved as a young man. I am challenged and affirmed by my career and my compensation. And since I have won many of life's battles that others have not or cannot, although I continue to learn and try to remain humble to open to my new opportunities, I find I am less interested in novel situations and relationships, and more interested in applying wisdom and experience to those already in front of me. I was thinking about Cicero's advice to older men in On Duties, and he quotes my translation here, book one, uh, uh, looks like chapter 34, I think, book, book one, chapter 34, subsection 123. He says, older men should provide their services to their friends, the youth, and most of all to the state through the rendering of their counsel and prudence. Old age should should be aware it does not fall into languor and inactivity. So bottom line is, uh, he says, uh, as someone who has clearly grappled with some of the same challenges, can you provide any advice on how best to navigate one station in life as you transition from youth to maturity? What types of opportunities do you see in the culture to help guide younger men and women and provide them with spiritual and moral guidance is there any particular danger facing men in this stage of life that is not apparent? I would greatly appreciate your advice or counsel, even if it is critical. All right. Well, he's he's got a very, it's a very well-written email. 
but like many of these questions that involve what I call generalized malaise, it's not easy to answer a question like this, you know, advice on how to transition from youth to maturity. Well, whole volumes could be written on that. Oceans of ink have been spilled on that subject. So we will try to distill down to its essentials to best get a grip on things. All right, so let's start off first commentary. First comment, it's a very, it's a very long email and uh, he doesn't sign a name at all. So um, let's let's comment a little bit just on just the observations we get from reading the email. Because I've noticed, and this maybe comes from my observations and experiences as a lawyer who meets with people, as I've been meeting with people for 21 years now, you start to pick up on things, you start to notice things. You have a very, very acute sense, I don't want to say bullshit detector because it's not bullshit, but you have a very, very developed and... Um, advanced ability to read people in situations because you have to you have to read between the lines so what do we notice it's very well written obviously a very educated individual doesn't sign it and he brings in his daughter into the situation so what we have really is is someone here who's who is you know wants is concerned not only about himself but also about his daughter's upbringing he's and he doesn't he doesn't disclose also the nature of this mistake or this problem that he dealt with when he was in his 20s or 30s you know that he recovered from he's very vague about that so so there's some hedging here there's some caginess you know he's asking for advice but there's also some caginess here some unwillingness i think to to really open up so my in initial instincts okay what is this guy hiding what 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 is what, what is this individual hiding he doesn't give his name he doesn't give the specifics about his um uh, about the troubles that he ran into in his 30s okay so so what does that tell you then this is someone here who has not who is who is still hiding something who has not fully come to grips with the situation that that he's in and my guess is there's something going on here that he's not telling me there's something going on there's something happening and that's fine i'm not here to force people to tell me things they don't want to tell me but it is something that you notice. So my first advice to this individual is be honest, be open, be honest, extend yourself. You know, you're not, you can't go through this life half-stepping. You have to put yourself out there. You have to, you have to commit yourself. So that's my first piece of advice to this guy. Stop hiding. Stop dodging. Stop seeking to obfuscate or shade things in, in ways that you want to uh, shade them because you can't get things by someone who's uh, observing them, who's observing things carefully. You, you, just, you just can't, okay? So that's, that's, that's my first bit of advice. Again, uh, nothing wrong with, with holding things back, but you know, to not even give me uh, you know, a pseudonym and to not go into the specifics of the problems that you faced, that tells me, okay, you know, you're not fully, you're not fully committing yourself to the advice. You're not fully disclosing. You're not fully opening up. And when someone doesn't open up to me, that tells me certain things that he's not mentally reached a state yet where he's willing to commit himself. And what my advice to this individual is: commit yourself. Commit yourself. You've got a daughter that you've got to take care of. That you've got to guide. You've got situations. My guess is there's something going on in this guy's life 
that he doesn't want to disclose. And um, he thinks he, he thinks he can massage it. He thinks he can massage the facts. He thinks he can massage the advice. He thinks he can uh, shade things. And, and what I'm saying is life is not like that. You've got to, you've got to go in with both feet. Go in with both feet or do not go in at all. There ain't no half-stepping. There isn't. Either you're committed or you are not. All right, so let's get that out of the way. So in other words, be honest. Disclose. Open your mouth. Participate. All right, this is not a dress rehearsal. This is life. This is no dress rehearsal. So enough with the, I'm not going to tell you this, I'm not going to tell you that, because I don't like that shit. I don't like that shit. If someone doesn't trust me, I don't trust him. Okay, so uh, let's get that out of the way first. Now, what other things uh, can we say about this? What other advice can we offer this individual? Okay, transitions. Well, okay, transitioning from uh, from youth to old age. Okay, I think the, the first thing is uh, as someone who's 52, I guess, so I'm already in the late stages of middle age, I guess. <laughs> I don't know what you'd call it. I'll let, I'll let you decide. But uh, look, you've got to keep, in terms of mind, you've got to keep your mind active. The, 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 the number one biggest thing is you've got to keep your mind active. You've got to keep yourself occupied. You've got to keep yourself sharp. Because the biggest vice of old age, and I've written uh, an article about vices of old age, which you can find on my site. Maybe I'll post the link on, on, on this uh, to this podcast as well. But you've, you, you cannot isolate yourself and cut yourself off from developments that are going on around you. One of the biggest mistakes that I see with older people is they become rigid in their ways. They become very set in their ways and they become closed out to hearing or listening to new things. And you can't do that. That's the path to torpor to uh, stagnation and ultimately to regression so you cannot do that you cannot do that and it also goes without saying that you've got to maintain physical fitness because the health of the mind goes hand in hand with the health of the body you already know that you don't need me to tell you that you've been told it 80,000 fucking times okay so I'm not going to tell you here how to get in shape. You know how to do that. There's millions of other websites out there and books that can tell you how to do that. My advice is fucking do it. Okay, that's what you've got to do is you've got to get in there and do it. No excuses. Okay, there's always enough time. This bullshit about I don't have time, I don't have time. Because remember, you've got a, a daughter. You've got a daughter. You have, to, you have to measure up. Realize that young people are going to be following and scrutinizing every little thing you do. They're sharp. They pick up on everything. You can't hide anything from them. You cannot. Whenever I post a picture of myself online or on Twitter, guaranteed, I get five guys in there saying, oh, I notice your eyebrow has got a few hairs on it or some, you know, look at your, I notice your trapezoid is coming through your shirt muscle, all this. I mean, these guys pick up on everything. They pick up on everything. You can't bullshit them. You can't get stuff by them. They're going to see everything. And people are going to key on what you do more than what you say. If what you say is not congruent with what you are doing, you're not going to have any credibility. You're not going to have any credibility because nobody likes a chicken shit who says one thing and does something else. That's called incongruity. 
Okay, lack of congruence, lack of alignment between between one's statements and one's actions. Okay, so you've got to maintain sharpness of the mind, sharpness of the body, and you've got to prevent yourself from slipping into stagnation. Even little things, man. Even little things. You know what I did? I just noticed, uh, and this is inevitably you're going to notice that working out gets harder as you get older. You know, I mean, I'm I'm 52. Okay, so you know, you start to notice. I was on a run. I went on a short run last week, and I noticed my knees just started starting to kill me. You know, and I noticed, I've been noticing that I've been having problems with uh, stiffness in the limbs, you know, and I think just a lot of the years of, you know, when I was in the Marine Corps, the years of running with boots on, with a pack on, all this stuff, it catches up to you, man. It catches up to you after a while. You start to notice the wear and tear on your knees, even if I hadn't done all that stuff. I mean, I've been exercising now for literally decades, and it, it after a while, you know, there's, there's only so much serviceability you have on your joints. So I looked around and I started to take some of this. I'm, I'm, I got this crystalline uh, glucosamine sulfate, which I read about is supposed to be a good supplement to help preserve your cartilage and uh, preserve your cartilage and promote joint strength and health and things like that. So it's a it's a food supplement that I'm taking, uh, and I'm hopefully that'll that'll turn out to be useful, turn to be good. But anyway, the point is that you've got to. You've got to, you know, your body starts to break down as you get older. You got to maintain your physical appearance. The worst thing you can do is let yourself go. You know, God forbid you should be turned into one of these fat fucks that you see walking around the mega stores. You know, with a pushing a pushing a a shopping cart, wearing elastic pants, and have saliva dribbling out of your mouth. You don't want to look like that. You know, you can't allow yourself to look like that. So. You know, it takes constant effort. It takes constant discipline. It takes constant motivation to do that. And whatever helps. If reading my books helps, do it. If listening to music helps, do that. Do what you need to do. Everybody has to find their own techniques of uh, maintaining their motivation. And along those lines, let's read. Let me read the full passage uh, from that he quotes in his email from Cicero's On Duties. Um, because there's a few sentences that he leaves out here, but let, let's 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 listen to the whole the whole paragraph. And this is uh, book uh, on duties, book one, uh, chapter thirty four, subsection one twenty three. It says the old, however, should be looking to decrease their physical labor and increasing their mental efforts. They should provide their services to their friends, the youth, and most of all to the state through the rendering of their counsel and prudence. Old age should beware that it does not fall into languor and inactivity. Luxury for any age is scandalous, but in old age it is loathsome. But if intemperance is added to lust, it becomes a twofold evil. For the same old age thereby adopts disgrace and also makes the intemperance of the youth more impudent. Okay, now what I like about this is that Luxury for any age is scandalous, but in old age it is loathsome. In other words, there's nothing more disgusting than seeing some old individual bedecked in luxury, in finery, uh, corpulence, degeneracy, and walking around like that's something really great that isn't great. What you want to be is you want to adopt sort of the the, the mean the demeanor of a of a sage of a of a philosophical sage you know gradually 
you know, getting old with dignity, dignity and decorum. See, these are the two things that are greatly underestimated, greatly underappreciated, dignity and decorum. Now, that's something that we should really keep in mind as we make that transition from youth to maturity is you've got to maintain your dignity. Nothing is more despicable or, or more pathetic than an old person walking around or behaving as if he were an immature asshole. Okay, You're expected to have a certain type of gravitas as you get older. Now, I'm not saying that you can't laugh it up, that you can't, uh, you know, I'm not saying you have to walk around look, looking like, uh, you know, accepting this uh, frames of reference that society wants to place on you. There's nothing wrong, but it's a, it's a balance. It's a balance of dignity that you have to find. So that's, uh, that's the, uh, the issue that, that, that's, that's the opinions I have about mind and body when it comes to transition transitioning from youth to old age now let's talk about the third third important component which is soul and you know mind and soul are often interchangeable in fact you could say they 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 probably are interchangeable in some ways and there's no accident i think that the latin word uh, animus is the same for mind and for soul Okay, but in terms of soul, I think it's important as you get older to cultivate a deeper sense of spirituality, of of um, of um, of the inner blessings that life confers on us. Because as you get older, you have a greater appreciation for the shortness and the fragility of life. As you get older, you have a greater appreciation for those things because you've seen a lot of people come and go. You've seen what destroys people, what promotes longevity in people and you become very philosophical or should become very philosophical about about this and you will find that the literature that you read the novels or the books that you read will mean more to you as you get older for example i'm just now finishing up the audiobook for great expectations by charles dickens and it's such a great book in many ways uh, because a book that when you're younger it you could appreciate on a very simple level as you get older you get to appreciate it on an even more profound level. And that's good because it means that you found things in it that you didn't see before because of, because of uh, maturity. The more scars you have, the more punches you've taken to the face, the wiser you will be. I'll repeat that again. The more scars you have and the more punches you have taken to the face, the wiser you will become. Because there's no educator like physical force directed against you physically. No educator. No better educator in many ways. And uh, there's nothing like getting pummeled by life uh, figuratively and literally to smarten people up. I mean, it's just, it's just the way it is. It really is just the way it is. So, you know... The advice that I'm giving this guy from his email, you know, it sounds very general because the question is very general. You know, I mean, there's, it may be hard a lot of times for people to understand that, look, there's no better advice than just to keep going. You've got to keep going, keep learning, keep moving forward, keep learning, maintain your physical fitness, maintain your sharpness and acuity of mind, put yourself out there, start being honest with people. That's the big thing that I get out of this. You know, all the other generalized advice you already know. But what I detect from my email is stop hiding. 
Stop hiding. See, I've told you guys before, you can't get things by me. You can't, you can't, you can't bullshit me. You can't. I always will find out. I can always tell from, from little things and from language, from your sentences, from your words, from how you phrase things. I mean, who are you talking to over here? I mean, who do you, who do you think you're talking to? You know, you can't, you can't get things by me. I'm always going to, I can tell. This, the biggest, so the, the advice you're going to get from this email is maybe some advice you weren't expecting because you know all the other bullshit. You know all the other stuff. You know, you know how to stay active, how to keep your mind. You're, you're a finest guy. You're a smart guy. You already know, you already know that shit. What you don't know is that your real problem, whoever you are, Mr. Mystery Man, your real problem is you're not being honest. You're hiding something. You're hiding something. You're qualifying. You're hedging. You know, you think that what you can do is to only reveal part of the equation, where in life there is no, there is no partial revelation. There is only full revelation. So start by being honest with yourself. Start by being honest with your family. Start by being honest with your daughter. Because I'm going to guess that this problem or this trouble that you got into back when you were in your 30s or 20s, it had something to do, something that you're ashamed of. Something that had to do with honesty. Something that had to do with stepping up to the plate. And let me tell you, uh, there's no substitute for being honest in life. I mean, the, you know, everything that Cicero says in On Duties is true, okay? You know, there is no... And when it comes to a conflict between utility, be, between honesty and utility, it's always better to be honest because it, it and frankly, because for practical reasons, besides moral reasons, because it's less stressful. You don't, you don't have to, when you put the truth out there, it becomes the other guy's problem. Always tell the truth. Always tell the truth because when you do that, it becomes someone else's problem. You get the monkey off your back and you stick it on his back. So look, if I sound like I'm being harsh on you, I don't want you to take it that way. I like to... I like to give my impressions about things, about emails, about letters, things like that. And that's what I'm doing. I, I think the very fact that you would have written to ask shows that you, you do care. So I think that you do care. All I'm saying is this. I'm just saying is be aware. Be aware of, of being honest with yourself and make the effort to put yourself out. Make the effort to extend yourself. Make, take the first step. Open your heart up. Open your mind up. That's what you need to do. Your, your problem is lack of openness. Lack of openness, lack of honesty, lack of disclosure. Open your heart up. Open your mind up. And once you do that, you will be able to accept. You will be able to embrace all of the great things that this universe has to offer you. You will. So open up, embrace, and accept. In addition to all the other previous advice I just gave you. So I hope this helps. All right, that's enough for today. Quintus Curtius, good night.